Hey everybody, it's Willow. Welcome back to Willow Wisps. So tonight it's a little bit different. Um, Aubrey had to go to work. Yes, real life sucks. Um, but we have somebody new that I want you to meet. My name's Renan. Louder. My name's Renan. Speak like you're a man. Oh, he is a quiet little mouse, yes. For now. He won't be once he gets used to you. Um, he apparently is very shy, which I never would have guessed. Um, from the minute I met him, he has not been shy, so this is kind of strange. It's a new world. All right, and back with us again. Oh, no. The boys are singing. All right, back with us we have... Sky Camp. Me. <laughs> All right. Um, so tonight's episode is going to be a little bit heavier than we've ever done on this show. Tuesday afternoon, Deacon was in a pretty bad accident. Yeah, well, <laughs> Um, Much to our thankfulness, he did come home to us. Um, it's hard to believe after being on scene and seeing what happened and putting it all together that he did come home. Um, it was a motorcycle accident. We're not getting into very many details because there's a lot going on that we don't want to make public. What I will tell you, um, had he not been wearing his helmet, he would not have come home. His head hit the trunk so hard that it put the deepest dent in that vehicle. Um, it put a deeper dent than any other part of his motorcycle did. Um, yes, he was on his motorcycle. Mm -hmm. That's what makes it a motorcycle he suffered damage. Well, Deegan, when you say motorcycle accident, some people think a nut, you know, a motorcycle hit your car. Yes, some people do think that way. Um but he personally suffered damage. He got road rash as expected. The worst of it was his concussion. I think the worst of it's my knee. No. I don't care about memory loss. <laughs> my knee hurts and I got work Monday. <laughs> Maybe. Um, so, on scene, he was asking, he was kind of stuck in a loop. He was asking what happened. He was very scared. He didn't understand. He had been laying unconscious for a while. Um, the, the driver of the other vehicle, from what we have been at the understanding of, based on the police reports, the driver of the other vehicle did not get out and check on him. Um, it was a car that had passed by several minutes later that called it in. Um... We don't know if it's because the driver of the other vehicle just didn't have a cell phone or what. 
we're not we're not even really at that stage yet where we know why but we wanted to talk to you guys tonight about the importance of motorcycle gear motorcycle safety and as drivers paying attention around you we also want to talk to you about what it means to family to go through something like this um everyone here in the round table is family whether we're blood or not we're family and this accident impacted all of us um so we that's what this round table is about so this round table is our hardest yet to get into um bear with us while we put our thoughts together while we talk to you guys well, so hardest for you guys i don't remember jack <laughs> yeah you don't remember who jack is jack sparrow is no. that why all the rum was gone from my saddlebags yes <laughs> He hit me kidding, with the kidding. Girl. Yes, Jack, the baby <laughs> hit. You took the rug and dipped. Hey, <laughs> to the just, room just so everyone knows, that is just a joke. He did not actually have yeah. rum in his saddlebags. <coughs> no, I didn't have rum. Jack was hoping. Deacon. No, I'm not. Don't, on. don't even allude. Concussion. <laughs> my Mountain Dew that I had is gone. True. That's what I have in my bag. True, and the two cans of Dr. Pepper you had exploded when you hit the ground. Bad cans of Dr. Pepper. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and your okay. So the funniest one was your deodorant that flew out of your saddlebag and got stuck in the grass, literally stuck in the high grass. <laughs> Everyone looked at it and we're all like, "Yeah, we're not gonna even bother taking that." <laughs> <laughs> so okay i'm gonna start this out by saying you know i'm also a motorcycle rider i have been riding for what i guess i'm coming up on 15 years close to that it was not when i was six i was a little bit older mm -mm. you were six and we lived at dennis's house and i live in a state where safety gear is not required however um, I am a strong proponent for both the right of every rider to choose for themselves but also a strong proponent for wearing gear um, I also had an accident within my first year of riding as a matter of fact it happened three days after I got my license on Mother's Day on Mother's something that I will never be able to live down <laughs> um, and mine was a little bit, well, I'm not going to say more severe, but a little bit different. Uh, mine resulted in breaking my leg in such a way that it required two weeks in the hospital, two surgeries, and a year of physical therapy. And it destroyed my bikini modeling career. <laughs> um, and gave you a cool Franken leg. However, uh, just like Deacon's, uh, mine likely would have been a lot worse had I not been wearing gear. Um, the human body is not made to collide with hard, immovable objects. Even at lower speeds, my accident happened at about 20 miles an hour. See, I got you beat on that one at least. Mine happened when I was going like 50. 
You better not have that was a, a thirty a, mile, that's an a hour 50 zone. mile an hour zone. In that area, yeah, I had to drop it's a fifty. At that point. It's a fifty up until you get almost to the light. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, actually, so after the bridge and everything, after that street where it happened, or no, actually, it, after that light, before the bridge. Oh, it it's right after that 50. light that it changes, huh? Between yeah. the two yeah. lights. Yeah, it turns into a 50, and then you actually... We're intentionally not giving location, by the way, um, because it is still an ongoing investigation. We do not want to have um, any of Deacon, shall we call them, fans out there messing around. <clears throat> yes, ladies and gentlemen, our wonderful Deacon, who we haven't even posted pictures of yet, has fans that are that... Psychotic. Anyway. Where's my fans? Only. Oh. We'll talk about that. And they're only going to be. Never mind. We're going to talk about it. No. So it's a 50 after that light that turns to Walmart and everything. Yeah. And then when you hit the dead end where you have to go left or right, uh, that is actually, if you go oh, right, I know. it's now a 45. I know. I know. Uh, you go right, then it's a we 60. Yeah. Right. I know that area. I was talking about the specific area no, where the accident was. Okay. Most of the time, you have to be 55. Right. Um, but <clears throat> why I was saying that is where your skid mark started versus where the, the uh, final happened... So, um, which we can tell by all of the um, accident scene. You couldn't have been going that fast. And the reason I say that is we can, we can see where you started to apply brake at normal pressure and where you really had to hardcore apply brake, including where you likely locked your back tire to keep it from happening. Um, and I don't think you were doing 50 at the time. My guess is you saw somebody, um, either turning out of the side street there. And so you were slowing down because you knew there was traffic ahead or you saw what the other vehicle appeared to be doing and you knew what was about to happen and you were trying to prevent it. I don't know. Yeah, we we don't know for sure. Well, I but I don't I... think either way you were doing 50 because it would have left much bigger evidence. Well, than I it think did. he means, you know, at the beginning of the sequence of events because that is a 50 mile an hour road. Okay. Um and I think it's, you know, I think it's kind of a no-brainer to say he probably saw what happened and was trying to avoid it. I doubt as crazy as he is, he'd be like, "Oh heck yeah, let's go." Yeah, I don't think you would have been trying to jump the car or anything. Um, Look, that that's, <laughs> that guitar solo during Freebird, it hits different when you're going down. <laughs> but, no. So, oh, go ahead. Oh, no. Go ahead. Say what you're going to say. Just pretty much, I don't remember Jack from it, so yeah. I can't tell. I know. Exactly. It's really hard to piece together without your side. But, so... So I want to tell the this, this story from a, a, you know, parent who's a fellow rider point of view. 
Um, Deacon called us on the phone saying that he had been in an accident. He was so rattled he didn't even know where he was. Um, it took several minutes to calm him down enough to actually find out where he was. Um, when we got there, and by the way, I'm going to, to fully disclaim this, that as much as I'm going to, you know, as much as I joke around and tease him about, well, pretty much everything, <laughs> this is not at all said to be mean. Um, he was in shock. He was almost hysterical. He was crying. Um, he didn't know what happened. Um, he didn't know what to do. He didn't know how to, you know, help with the police with the police report. Um, and, you know, at first he didn't seem to be all that injured. But then again, this is shock and adrenaline. Uh, we sat him down in the car so that he could... Uh, you know, try and calm down a little bit and start filling out the paperwork. And then he started going into a cycle of asking about the same six or seven questions just over and over and over again in the same sequence. And as soon as he hit the last question, within about 30 seconds, the first question would come back up again. Um, he, he didn't remember asking the questions. He didn't, you know, let alone the answers. Um, and it was a very scary thing. Um, now... Both Sam and I have, you know, some medical background, her more than me. Uh, but, you know, we both know this to be, you know, symptoms of shock and concussion. But it's still scary, um, especially when you are with your child and they're stuck in that kind of loop and that, that kind of memory loss. Um, and, uh, you know, yeah, it was just, you know, it was a rather terrifying thing. Um, I, I will say it was scarier being there at Deacon's accident than it was when I had my own accident and I was laying in the middle of the road with a broken leg. Yeah. Um, um, so there hasn't been a lot of roundtable, so I'm going to actually be the one to bring up the whole roundtable discussion. Um, from what I understand, basically, paramedics got there, saw I was okay, did a quick concussion check, and just left. Does that... In, in my eyes, as someone who's done the training for EMT and everything, we are told, no, you do not leave unless you are 100% confident that there is nothing wrong with them, no concussion, no anything. Even something as small as a concussion. Yeah, even I've you, taken the training for yeah, that. Okay, yeah. that. You're supposed to double okay, check so and make in sure the, they're okay. In the defense of the EMTs, what you probably don't remember... <laughs> Yeah, along with everything else. Um, add that to the list. No, they did want to transport you to the hospital. Was and I the one to deny or you did? You, you refused, even though they knew you had a severe concussion. They were concerned about a brain bleed. They told the officers that they were concerned about a brain bleed. Here's where my anger changed from mama bear mode to... I, I flew into Hanson mode, if this tells you anything. Um, which I'll explain to you guys off off the record. Like that band? No. <laughs> um, when they were leaving, the first thing I noticed, because they came to talk to me, the first thing I noticed, all three were wearing EMT trainee badges. They hadn't even graduated school yet, but all of the registered EMTs 
left the state to go to states that actually pay. Um, so we have no registered EMTs because even, even our friend who is one can only work so much. So here's the thing. I know every EMT we have here, kind of. Uh, there are a couple new ones that did. Uh, as far as the whole badge thing, that was actually on the uh, department because when they ordered the badges for them, they accidentally ordered the uh, trainee badges instead of the full EMT. Badges. How can you remember that but not the accident? Because that was before the accident. <laughs> Anyway, long-term stuff. Yeah. So anyway, but not short. So so anyway, yeah. You actually refused. Basically, you you refused treatment at the scene. Good now, job. Now now now. Here's the sucks. thing. They told me they suspected a potential brain bleed. Mm. This is where I went from mom to yes. pissed off. They told the officers the exact same thing. I began quickly taking pictures and video of the scene, everything. TJ and Mike had your bike under control. Friday was there with the trailer to get your bike out of there. I told the officers we need to get him to the hospital now. And the officer said, no, put him in the car, cool him down. You need to wait. I'm like, no, we need to go. We get you in the car. You begin your cycle. Okay. And we have your girlfriend at this point. Yeah, You've gone I, through I, seven times. I tell your girlfriend, run up and tell the cops. We are taking you now. They can ticket me at the hospital. They can arrest me at the hospital. But it's going to happen at the hospital. And while you're up there telling them that, tell dad he needs to drive because I'm too freaked out. And I'm likely to cause an accident if I drive right now. Um, but we need to go now. Um, no... Good job, me, for knowing capitalism can suck it. <laughs> good, good job, good job knowing you. Good job, you, for knowing that that half a mile trip to the hospital would have cost us a thousand dollars. Yeah. Um. <laughs> actually, it wouldn't have because we met our deductible. No, that is, that is true. But, anyway. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I mean, I don't think that the police necessarily handled it the best way that they could have. Um, not to bash on them, it's it's kind of a shitty situation. Yeah. They, excuse me, a crappy situation they were put into. <laughs> I mean, we already said the P word. Uh, that's more P. That is FCC compliance still. However, however, yes, just to be clear, they did <laughs> want to transport you. Yeah. You declined. They talked to Mom and I, gave us their findings and their recommendations. Yeah. So what I didn't understand at first, when we got home and everything... Was uh, everything? Well, yeah, obviously <laughs> everything. I had a severe concussion, Skyler. Um, no, what I didn't understand Don't tell was my the, real name. As if we didn't yeah, do Sky. the intro. <laughs> we well, no, he says Sky. Sky. Always. Short-term memory loss, major concussion. That's my <laughs> it's never been the other name. Um, uh, actually, I any, don't think it picked up. Go anyway. on. Anyways, <laughs> um, so I barely remember being home mm -hmm. that day. Uh and I know they've heard it thousands of times, but basically I remember nothing about the day besides being at work during my morning meeting. The next thing I'm home with a bunch of friends suddenly here. That's all I remember. I thought, you know, I was coming home. But I was talking to Aubrey about it. Um, and she was kind of helping me stay calm and everything. And uh, the next morning I remember looking at the pants 
and it was cut up the lake, obviously. I was told that they were that it was cut at the hospital. It, it was wasn't yes. And in my brain, I'm thinking, okay, I'm in a motorcycle wreck. I'm laying on my side that is the most messed up. <laughs> like, I, I didn't know I was up or anything. So, when I hear, oh, yeah, no, they cut it at the hospital. My first thought is, in the training, you lift up the bike safely. You you quickly get a C-collar and neck uh, spine brace on the patient, if, obviously, if they're on the ground. If they're standing, there's a major different story. And then you immediately cut the clothes on the leg. And so I'm like, they didn't? And she's like, no, you were standing up. And I was like, I was standing? Yeah. Um, now, my scariest moment at the hospital, I had two of them. The first one was... When you just burst into tears and said, I can't feel anything below my neck. They began testing you and you really could not feel anything below your neck. You couldn't move anything and you couldn't react. So they got a C collar on you and they rushed you back for scans. I was terrified at that point and... I didn't tell anybody anything was because I didn't want Gavin or anyone else to freak out. Was it temporary paralysis or was he just like it was so the shock? Shocked. It was shock. It was shock. Okay. Thank God. Um, but at that point, I just said you're in scans and just left it at that. I didn't tell anybody what was going on because I didn't want Gavin or Vivian or anyone else freaking out. So I just left it at that. Even then, we were already freaking out enough. Well, at right? the hospital, it was me, Gav, Viv, Hunter, and Aubrey. Yeah. And I was the last one at the and, hospital, but... Well, and if Hunter was there, Audrey was there, too. Oh, she joined after? She, she Yeah, she ghosted and came over here. Oh, okay. Um, But, anyway, my second was... Actually, it was weird the order they did this. Um, when they were testing you, <laughs> they opted to test your damaged side through the hole in your boot <laughs> instead of trying to take your boot off. What? Well, well okay, yeah. so, so um, that, that actually... backpack No, no, I'll tell you why. Uh, you're not even sure of why, because you have no memory, I'm sure. I, I'm pretty sure I know why. Okay. Pretty much to test for paralysis in the foot after an accident like that, I, unless you are 100% sure that that ankle or foot or whatever is not completely severed without you being able to see it, which I will say is pretty rare, but it does happen. Um, or, you know, completely shattered or something. So it's, know, I know why they yeah. test it, but did they do the scans then test him? No. No? So that's why they did it kind of backwards was instead of taking off the boot because they hadn't done the scans yet. Okay. But even... That's still weird to me. So even even when your... Even when a patient is not feeling anything um, except an extreme amount of pain, uh, they test that without taking the boot off in case you accidentally cause something without knowing. Uh, and that, that was always my favorite part is, uh, doing my EMT training, we'd have little dress up scenario stuff, 
I bet you did. <laughs> and so, I bet you enjoyed those dress-up scenarios. Listen, I was were, the were you prettiest a pretty little blonde. Princess? I was the prettiest blonde at the party. We're fine. I'm watching. <laughs> All right. No, no, no. It makes it makes sense why they did it that way. Yeah. I I think it's funny that I had a hole in my boot that they could do it that way. Now, and, the reason is the doctor actually thought two of your toes had been severed. Yeah, you were completely yeah, and that's off. Not necessarily. Um, and the reason is because the muscles just in those two toes said F this, we're out, and had just decided they're, they're done working for the day. Um, but he, he actually thought that you had completely severed those toes. Yeah, no, I could see that. And he was, he was very worried about it. So he was stabbing the top of your foot, which when you took off your sock, and I can actually still see it. Um, when you took off your sock when you came home, I didn't ask you about any of the uh, nice deep holes in your foot because I knew what they were from. I don't even know what they're from. That's from their tests. Yeah, nice. Because they literally took needles to see if you could feel anything. Um, but yeah, you couldn't feel anything and they were extremely worried um they scolded the officer when she came in and she actually was very upset with herself she did not realize i guess they no longer teach officers general medical information yeah they really don't so she didn't know that, you know, despite being told repeatedly, she didn't know that you were in shock. And she didn't know that you have to be released from the scene to go to the hospital. So she was actually very apologetic about that. Oh, she was kind of cute. Very cute. She is very cute. <laughs> Get it right. Um, the... <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So continuing okay. on round table, when you found out how Deacon, well, when you found out what happened, how did you feel, Ren? Um, uh, to be honest, when I heard about the crash, I was thinking, I'm like, how bad of a crash could he have been in? And I wasn't thinking the worst of much of anything because I didn't want to, because it would have broke me. Um, but uh, when me and my sister came over to the house and I was able to physically, physically and emotionally see how he was doing, I, I was like, wow, he, he took a better beating than I thought he did because the whole time he was losing himself, he didn't know that me and my sister were here multiple different times. He kept losing, he kept thinking he was actually still at the hospital, even though he, he was brought to the house. Um, I don't even remember thinking I was at the hospital. No, you did, you did, <laughs> you, you did. Several times. And, um, and it was, it was even worse when he would take off his shirt and his left shoulder was just mangled, like it literally looked shoulder. like, it literally looked like <laughs> raw meat. Barbara. 
and uh, yeah, it was it was terrifying because I was I was really scared, and for the longest and for like about the past few days, uh, after the after I went to go visit him the first time, I kept thinking I was like, if he has this kind of memory loss, is this going to stick or is it going to go away? But now that I've been hanging out with him for the past week or so, I can see he's doing pretty alright. It's right slowly, it's slowly regaining back, and he's slowly. But it's honestly back to going away memories. faster than I anticipated as well. That's the thing. So here's the other thing about it. Um, wow, I'm probably not going to remember Tuesday all that great. You're not going to remember anything in the next five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> no, my memory loss actually kind of scares me because I will. I'll be, like, sitting in a truck, like, sitting in Ob's truck, and all of a sudden we're at 7-Eleven, and I'm like... Yeah, remember two days ago when we went to yeah. get this stuff from the store, and, oh, and you, like, were forgetting, you forgot, you, like, rode over there, and then yeah. after we got and home, you were like, where did we go? Yeah, and you I'm know, still, you know, I'm still we like We went to the that. store, man. We went to the store, but... You're you're slowly like regaining your memories back, and you're slowly coming back with things, and I can show, and it's showing that your mind's improving throughout your situation, which is really good, because uh, I didn't want you to be stuck like this, man. That would that would have really sucked. Well, but it also would have been kind of funny, because you. Nah, it would have been funny at all. Okay, there's but nothing funny about hang it. Hang on, Renan. Let me <laughs> let me explain how there could be some funny things. With how it. how. Oh. Literally, I could be like, what did I just do? Like, I could have gone to the bathroom, forgotten about it, come out, and be like, what did I just do? And you could have been like, oh, you visited the uh, adult entertainment center. Dude, you robbed a bank. Well, what I'm the... going to start messing with Dude, you now. you, you legit have gone... a freaking warrant out for your arrest right now. Exactly. <laughs> you can't tell me that's not funny. There are some plus sides to it. Deacon, I just got a phone call. Hanson's on his way. What did you <laughs> no. do? <laughs> so, Officer Young's on her way. Oh, no, it's an hour, remember? Oh, it's an hour? Yeah. yeah. Oh. On this, it's only oh, okay. half an hour on so, my laptop. So, one thing that I've got to say is is that having, you know, having friends and having worked with um, returned veterans that, you know, have suffered, you know, traumatic brain injuries... Um, and, and some of those do have long, you know, much longer term, you know, memory issues and stuff. Um, it, it can be funny and, and it's, it's sad, but it's funny at the same time, but it's, it's kind of like the military mindset along with certain other, you know, careers. Um, you tend to embrace dark humor it, it, because it's, it's like a coping mechanism. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just kind of one of those things. Um, half of our podcast is disappearing momentarily. No. Um, one of the things, though, that I do want to point out, Deacon likely does have a uh, permanent TBI. Yeah, it is possible he might have a TBI. I can join James! Yeah. Yeah, but you're still um, not part a, of the Titanium Brotherhood. I'm going to kick your butt. As James has pointed out, you know, you may have to carry a notebook the rest of your life just so you can remember stuff yeah which if he does by the way sponsor us rocket book um <laughs> if he does i think we might get him a rocket book because that is the best thing in the world have you seen those yeah they're like planners or something well so you write your note on the notebook and take a picture you can email it to yourself or whatever 
wipe the note off, and then you can just keep writing and taking pictures and sending it to yourself. Oh, that's cool. That what way you, you don't lose it. Don't lose it. Yeah. You know what? It's up in the cloud. This would be one of those perfect times if, like, Mountain Dew sponsored us. <laughs> because then I could be like, but I'm still up and running because Mountain Dew keeping me in the game. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mountain Dew, you have, a new, you have a new slogan, keeping me in the game. <laughs> Isn't that Gatorades? I don't think so. I'm not sure. One um, of them has... Yeah, I thought one of them. All right, had, uh, Sky. When when you got the message, what did you what did you feel? What happened? So, what went through your so mind? I was just freaking out because I was having a bad enough day as it is, like with my mental health. But then I heard that, and I just started spiraling. Kind of, I didn't think of anything. Like everything that was going on with me blanked out, and I was more worried about him. Like, right. is he, does he have anything broken? Is what's all going my on, ego. basically? My ego's a little broken. The bike's very broken. Yeah, the like, bike is very broken. like, what's going on? And I immediately text Aubrey. I'm like, hey, did you know Deacon was just in motorcycle? And she's like, yeah, I'm here at the scene right now. I'm like, okay, good. Five minutes later, we're at the hospital. I'm like, hey. And that's when I text both of you. It's like, hey, can I come to the hospital? And, the, and both of you, at the same time, like, yes. And then I'm like, hey. I'm on my way, and then I'm like, texted Aubrey, I'm like, hey, I don't have the car yet, I'll be there in about 15, 20 minutes, let them know, and then, as soon as I got the car, I'm like, okay, I'm on my way, and I was just going, and then I got there, found out everything, and, because he's like my best friend, like, yeah. R.I.L. best friend, <laughs> one of them, Brandon's one of my other friends. So, uh... But anyways... Yeah, I was just more worried about him than what was going on with me, because my mental health, it fluctuates constantly, so that's, I deal with that on the daily. I didn't want to lose my best friend, yeah. but knowing that he didn't have anything broken or anything internally, like major internally. That was, I think, a sigh of relief for everybody. If it was a broken bone, you know, broken bone seal, internally, you'll never know what's going on. Yeah. That was my biggest concern was, okay... If it's a broken bone, it'll heal over time. Internally, you will never know. Yeah, and my biggest fear, I knew concussion was an absolute... Concussion I knew, um, um, memory loss was I knew as well. Yep. When I, was, I took his helmet over and I matched the, uh, the helmet, the new damage to the damage on the trunk of the car, yeah. the paint that was left there, and, you know, matched it all up. And I knew, you know, extreme with as deep as that den is, that that was going to be a pretty extreme concussion. Yeah. And, you know, I knew that um, it was going to take a, a long recovery. And it is. It's going to take a long recovery. But with the memory loss, it's coming by nicely. Yeah. Like, it's still slow, which I expect short term to right. be slower. Well, like I was telling um, you two had stepped out for a little bit, but like I was saying, if it's a TBI, it's going to be lifetime, and that's why we're talking about Rocketbook, is because he can just write sponsor his us, note. Yeah, sponsor us. Um, yes. He can just write his note, send it to himself, and or even to one of us. He's got it forever. He wipes off the rocket book and he can do it over and over and over. Yeah, but with how he's been <laughs> remembering features, like it, it's multiple. And when we get done here, I'll grab mine and I'll show you. It's actually really cool. I love yeah, it. But with how he's been remembering stuff, it's it's going nicely. I will say he he knows. I mean, I'm sure you can remember how James is with his, right? 
Yes and no. Um, okay, think of the night that James and Joel were at the house trying to figure out who was over there messing with us. And they were doing the uh, covert ops in the backyard. I only remember him mooning the night vision. Yeah, <laughs> that <laughs> sounds hilarious. So Deacon's that, in there. That's a topic for our podcast. <laughs> I mean, that is not okay. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta. I can tell a child-friendly, quick version of this. So, two of my military friends are trying to figure out who's messing with my house, right? Because we definitely had someone messing with us. So. They, uh, the two of them and John were in the backyard doing night ops, trying to figure this out. Deacon's sitting on my bed, and he's watching the um, security camera video. And so the guys know that Deacon's watching this. James, a friend of ours, the dude needs sun, okay? So night vision, he is blindingly white. And so he goes over and he moons the camera. Deacon drops the video and screams at the top of his lungs. The guys can hear his scream outside. They're all laughing right as the guy who was messing with the house came up the side and then took off running. They were not able to catch that guy. But after that, he stopped. Because he yeah, he stopped because he got scared. Oh, yeah, my initial first thought when he got in that crash was, is he wearing his helmet? Because, like... Like John said, there's some places that don't re that you don't need to have safety gear, and especially knowing Deacon. But Deacon <laughs> would have legit; his brain would have been spaghetti if he wasn't wearing his helmet. So, so Deacon, he De made a really smart call with doing so. Yeah. So Deacon was telling me, I think it was yesterday. It's like you know, there's this TikTok trend, I guess, of people <laughs> people on motorcycles, like, and and it's like, what went through your mind when you wrecked? Wait. And he was like, I can't even Nothing. remember. And I'm like, your ass, apparently. <laughs> oh. yeah, no, so the whole TikTok trend is it's like, so there's two of them that, one of which I can do. Uh, so the first one that I can't do is the, oh, what went, went through your head when you crashed? And it cuts to the Will Ferrell movie where he's like a race car driver. I think it's Wonder Boy or something like that. Yeah, how's it? Uh, Talladega Nights. Talladega yeah, Nights, yeah. And, That's and a he's, like, yeah, he's yeah. like spiraling in the air and he's like... Yep, I'm flying through the air. This is not good. And I can't do that one because, obviously, I don't remember what I was thinking. Uh, what I will say is, uh, like I was telling Aubrey last night, uh, my brain works kind of weirdly. I create Even before the accident. Yeah, even before the accident. Uh, if I can't remember certain parts, my brain fills in something funny. And so, like I was telling her last night, I, I remember seeing the car... And I don't know if this is like one of those false funny memories or actually what went through my head, but I was like, would it be a shame if I crashed into this car? You're also and, trying and to fill in blanks a lot. Yeah, like, that's, I that, think that's what's that's going what on. That's what was making me one. the most nervous because there were situations where we would be talking about your accident. And you'd be like trying to fill in blanks of what was going on, and it just would not come out right. Well, that's, that's, yeah, yeah. If it doesn't make on. sense, then you know it's him filling in a blank. And, and that's yeah. and that's why that thought doesn't make sense because I don't look at a car normally when I'm writing. Right? Go, yeah. Oh, am I gonna like, crash? No. Well, except except actually, as a writer, you should be thinking about stuff like that. Not not exactly. Not exactly. How can like, I make sure I don't? Yeah. Yeah. But it's not the thought he's been right. having. But, so yeah. so in the motorcycle safety foundation class, which somebody still needs to take yes. sponsor us um they teach you they teach you this mess message called c 
and one of you know the S E E, and the first the first S is you know is actually C C everything. You know, you, you got to be, you know, on a motorcycle especially. See, evaluate, execute. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> I've um, taken the class. Are you taking MSI? I've taken it. Cool. I'd, I'm scared to ride bikes, but I've taken yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's Let so... Me okay. I've taken a lot so, of safety classes so, um, I want to help. Good. You know, when I, when I had my wreck, you know, now there was no... There was no head injury at all with mine. <clears throat> um... But I, but but even I have gaps in my in my memory, over over you know the period of a couple seconds, not not very much. But you know I was I was going down the road, I saw all you know I saw everything that was going on around me. I actually said, okay, what happens if this car does this, you know, and you know, and I was starting to prepare for that anyway, um, and. You know, I was starting to slow down. The car did pull out. Um, I executed poorly. I grabbed too much front brake. And I said, but, uh, you know, and, and so the funny thing in, in my memory gap is I remember the entire what I saw, what I evaluated, what I planned to execute if I needed to. Then I remember strangely looking at my, looking at my gas tank for some reason. And then I remember being on the ground in pain. I don't, re- you know, so, so it's like it's like I got seriously bad frame rate there. So <laughs> for a couple seconds, it's like once the crash yeah. happens, you kind of just go blank headed, and then it's like the situation that happens after the crash is what you actually pop back. Into. Well, but I, you know, I remember, I remember, like I said, it's 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 like, it's like you know, a movie. You know, a movie is like thirty-two frames a second. Yeah, something like that, right? And so it's like it's like I I like. Had the first ten frames, I like skipped ten frames. Had a couple frames, skipped another frame, and then had the last couple frames. Oh, I see. It's it's really weird. It's like a skipping CD. So it was like breaking in and out and in and out. Yeah, but 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 again, you know that whole thing probably happened in in you know two seconds. Mm-hmm. So, um, so it's not uncommon. I mean, that's a traumatic. That's that's a traumatic. Cool. You know, defense. Huh? I, I Google up frames per second for a movie. In a cinema, it's twenty-four. What for standard? I on a, it was, on a television, it's thirty. A new television was thirty. I thought I thought cinema standard was was thirty-two. But anyway, anyway. Y- y'all, y'all <laughs> get the point. Not important. Y'all get the point. <laughs> so I will curious. say I will say one other thing that that uh, Renan didn't didn't bring up about his reaction to it was he spent half the night that he was over here ready to go out and beat beat some ass. Oh, so oh, sorry. <laughs> I remember no, that actually. And I know you guys can't. I know you guys can't see me visually, but if I ever get in a fighting situation, I feel like I would absolutely clobber someone. So, um, to give you guys an idea, he's built like a football player. And then you get me, who also wanted to go. Yep. Beat some and, and I, okay, that is that is the weird thing about <laughs> we are kind of built the same that night. Yeah, okay. they're they're football players. Just saying. So, so as far as like. I mean, I used to play rugby. And then you got, yeah, and then you got Deacon, who's built like a rugby player. Loves rugby. But, but no, like, like I said earlier on the podcast, you know, what I do actually remember is very hazy. Uh, you know, I was at work and then I was here. But, and it, and it didn't get much better until pretty late at night. But there are some things I do remember. Like, um... 
like seeing Renan the entire time just ready to beat and thinking, well, if he kills a person, I gotta kill a person for him now. <laughs> and, and that's all I can remember. Like, no offense, Ren. That's all I can remember from seeing you that night was thinking, I have to kill someone for him if he kills someone. No. I'm not ready well, for he this. Was, he was in the wrong. You. Well, he, yeah, no. Like, well, we don't remember we no don't, details. We don't know, and we're not discussing details, so but, we don't know for sure. But the crash, I was yeah. not happy with how you turned out yeah. from it. Yeah. And so I was seriously ready. I was like, dude, this is ridiculous. Yeah, no yeah. man and Renan were ready to throw. But now, now, moms, I gotta say this to all the moms out there. Um, you guys know how you are with your children's best friends. Um, they're all your kids. You know that. My son has been blessed enough to have um, 12 best friends. These are kids. They're all my kids. Two of which are built like football players. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Two of which are built like football players. Um, that would do anything for him and he would do anything for them. And when you see your kids all standing side by side, ready to kick some butt because one of their siblings got messed with, you know, they've got a strong family. When you see your kids all standing there with tears in their eyes because one of them got hurt. You just want to grab a hold of them and just hug them all at the same time, but you can't. Because we're all your, big. <laughs> your arms are not long enough, trust me. Um, but that's been one of the things that I've been dealing with since Tuesday is watching the pain that his best friends are dealing with too. Not just the pain he's dealing with. And so I've been checking in constantly on all of them. It's like a rotating text message. How are you doing? Are you okay? Are you coming over? <laughs> like Renan can tell you, I messaged him. Are you coming over tonight? <laughs> um, and, and I just, I just want to say for any of the ki any of our kids that are listening that you know weren't able to, to to get over here, you know because of schedules or whatever else, you're not excluded. We're not looking down on you, anything like that. Oh no, you know? they messaged me. They were yeah. on top of me, you know, checking on their brother. They, yeah. even if they didn't come by, they were on it. Yeah. Well, and then beyond that, you know, some of the some, you know, the 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 rest of the biker community, you know, not a single person in a car, as far as I know, stopped. But when I got there, there were two bikes. Yep. That were there on the side of the road with them. Now, um, one of them happened to be someone Deacon works with. Uh, two yeah. of them. Two of them. Um, only one was riding, and that was Mike. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay, so I'll take it back. There was one, yeah, uh, two, two of his co-workers, one who was on a bike. The other one wasn't. Another co-worker stopped, found out that the bike needed to be hauled home. He took off, went and grabbed a trailer, brought it down so that we didn't have to tow the bike, helped us load the bike on and get it back to the house. Um, and we found out through a twisted turn of events that he is the uncle to another one of my kids and, and that was shocking and another former co-worker and <laughs> sorry deacon just showed a picture i can't tell you what it is because uh yeah um <laughs> So another another former coworker of Deacons and a 
someone that we both ridden with um, uh, has has gone on to open up his own bike shop. And Twisted Pistons. And Twisted Pistons, and you don't even have to sponsor us. I'm shouting out to you anyway. Yep, don't. Uh, sponsor us Twisted Twisted Pistons is brand new. And we're giving them a major shout out. If you are in their area, I'm sure you've already heard of them. Give them some love, guys, because these guys are stepping it up and making sure that Deacon's baby is back on the road, running and happy. And not just Deacon's. They are attempting a business model to try and help people that are in his situation uh, who are you know, going to be dealing with insurance issues and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, anyway, yeah, um, one of the owners was over here the next night looking at the bike, already starting to get uh, parts list together. and Actually FaceTime one of his business partners, and they started talking about not even ta- uh, tacking on labor costs yeah. and stuff. Like, the- these guys need some love because they're out there helping the community. So even if you don't have a bike, if you can find them online, give them some love in the form of donations. Or fly. I have their page pulled up right now. Yeah, yeah give them love. It's, their logo is pretty cool. It is, it's Twisted Pistons Garage on Facebook. Twisted Pistons, like the car pistons, garage on Facebook. Find them, follow them, love them. All right, so that's our shout out to them. Um, again, guys, I'm pretty sure you're going to listen to this. Don't yet sponsor us. We know you guys are building and we just want to send you love. Unless you get hoodies, in which case I want a free one. <laughs> yeah, you hear this demanding child. Anyway, um, the other thing we wanted to talk to you guys about as drivers, pay attention. Seriously. Every year, thousands of bikers are getting killed because drivers don't give a crap. I am personally tired of having to say goodbye to at least five people I know a year. Yeah, and I've only got my permit, and I just started driving recently, and I've already almost witnessed three biker crashes. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I almost lost my son because of an idiot. But this I, we is don't... okay. Either one of them, it's an idiot move. No matter what happens, we somebody don't know for was. sure what happened. It's, it's it's a matter that's under investigation. It's still a crash, though. Just it is look out. For... Okay, but in fairness, it the drivers who drove by. Until the one called it in. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of a... If you see an accident, call it in, even Richard if someone moves. else may have. On a Richard scale, that's a whole satchel. Yeah, that's a that's whole... A, no, yeah. that's, that's a whole garage. That's a okay. whole garage. So the one, <laughs> the one thing we didn't tell you guys about and what, I'm, what we're talking about right now is he was unconscious on the side of the road. The driver in the car didn't call it in. We don't know if he had a cell phone. We did tell you that. Cars drove by, no one called it in. Maybe they thought someone else did. If you see an accident, call it in. Even no matter it, how many times it doesn't matter called. if other people have called, call it in to make sure. You don't know if somebody's unconscious or worse. Call it in. And, no. and as well, and not saying this because you have to, but um, if you experience a crash and you were the first to be at the at the scene, get stop your vehicle and get out and evaluate and make sure everyone's okay right uh, like you want it like honestly if you have to like physically pull someone out of a car just to make sure they have a helping hand do so because and, that's and the you're going to be able to 
you know, save their life if possible. And 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 for the love of God, take a couple minutes. I know nobody has time for anybody but themselves, but take a couple minutes, hang around and give your statement to the police. That's what mm-hmm. I was about to say. Yep. Like, even if you witness it, wait around and give your statement. It'll help. The most information. The a lot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, according to this, on one of the busiest streets in our area, nobody saw it. Really? Yeah, there yeah, there had to be several people that drove by. You know how, like it, it's unfathomable that at that time of day nobody saw it. Honestly. Yeah. Um, but anyway, if you're out driving and something happens, don't be a Richard. Don't make us have to rate you. I mean, really. Uh, we're rating this other grammar. Yeah, we're, we're rating. I can't rate. I wasn't there too. You're still gonna rate. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we'll, we'll do ratings at the end, but if you're on a motorcycle, think of your friends, think of your family, even if you're hurting, there's someone here. Um, even if you're hurting emotionally and you're in a place that you don't care, always wear your helmet. Um, so another thing to coming from this is the weirdest, I know that we're going back to like the weirdest thing. For yeah. Me. Uh, weirdest thing for me with the whole crash was looking back at my phone, like when I could actually comprehend what a phone was. Hey, you got a package. You got a package. I got a package? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why do I have a package? Because we love you. Skylar, bring it down. <laughs> Um, no, the weirdest thing was looking back at my phone and seeing how many people I, I called. Like, I have no recollection, and you sure it's for me? Um, it says John on it. Yeah, which means it's for you. I'm opening it. I don't care. We're currently doing an, an opening. And Is he's it? gonna laugh. Ah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's for me. <laughs> It's cat food. (laughs) Uh, No, like, I called, I think I called a total of like 10 people. And I don't remember me. None of them was me. Oh. He knew you were there, though. I know. Okay. No, so let me. I don't know. Okay. While you're looking that up, hold on just a second, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back.